What's going on, Facebook Live? Hey guys, what's going on here? Sky Butcher, and this is the Way In. Um, we are here tonight. Uh, as you can see, that I am not in the office at home. Um, we're gonna see if we can make this thing work. I am actually, if you guys see behind me, uh, a whole bunch of bona fides. My 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 dexterity is backwards. Whole bunch of bona fides back behind me here. I got a couple uh, uh, a couple of bona fide. Uh, uh, employees and then the bona fide big man himself standing right behind us over here getting ready to come on live with us and uh, so it's our first studio audience so uh, you know a couple guys we're, we're getting there guys we're getting there coming on the way in episode seven it only took us seven episodes guys and we got we, we got a live studio audience so I'm, uh, I, I'm I'm gonna act humble while feeling completely like I'm a, I'm a rock star and I've made it now so <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things. I'm going to sign autographs. They've already been asking, you know, but Barry, if you guys know Barry Davis, you know, already been asking for an autograph all day, hounding me. I'm like, Barry, Barry, I'll sign your beard. I'll sign your beard a little bit later. I know it's a better beard than mine, bro, but I'll sign it a little bit later. So, but uh, uh, what's going on? Uh, Jody Queen, Doug King. Doug, man, I, uh, uh, I, I tell you what, bro, your name has been running around this place a little bit today, so... I'm not saying whether or not it was good or bad. I'm just saying that your name was running around here today, okay? You take that for what it's worth. Corey Dreyer is on. Uh, Mark Meacham, uh, what's going on, guys? Welcome to, uh, to the weigh-in. Uh, this is a, a show that we do. If you're just familiar with this format and you guys are just starting to tune in, uh, this is a new show that we started doing. Um, you guys can find us. You can find the back episodes of vlogs at uh, kayakbassfishing.com forward slash the weigh-in. They make sure you get that dash in there for the weigh-in. Um, but, uh, we've got the first six episodes there. This episode will air, we'll, we'll post up there tomorrow. So you guys can go back and, and see what we're doing. Our whole idea and the whole thoughts behind this show and what we're doing here is every Tuesday night, we want to come in with some news, some insights, some interviews and, and talk to some of these tournament anglers tonight. We've got Christine Fisher coming on with us, um, who, who is one of the biggest sticks in the game and just crushed her first, first place victory, um, at Lake Chickamauga. Um, before that, we've got uh, uh, standing right across from me here is, uh, is, is Mr. Luther Cypress, who needs no introduction in this industry. We talked about the Mount Rushmore uh, in, in some previous episodes uh, of, of the sport and of the industry, and he's always a name that's in that group. And so, uh, so we're going to have him on and pick his brain, talk a little bit about a yak attack and bona fide and what's going on in the industry. And then we want you guys down below to give us some, to give us some call outs, give us some shout out, ask some questions. Let's, let's, let's have some community debate. Let's talk about what's going on in the industry, things that we, things that we're doing right, things that we're not, anglers that are doing this, anglers that are doing that. Um, this is a show for the, uh, the KBF community about the KBF community. So that's what we're here to do. Um, and uh, so we're going to have a little fun. So uh, a couple pieces of, uh, of housekeeping just to kind of keep us rolling. If, uh, if you guys are new to the show, first things first is type in down below, punch in where you're watching from. I love getting that connection of saying, hey, that somebody's here in Indiana and somebody's one town over in Indiana, and you're like, hey, we didn't even know that you guys kayak fish, and now here you are, you know, on the show watching. So give us a shout-out. Let us know where you're watching from. And then secondly, guys, right below on your screen, if you're watching from your mobile device or an iPad or for some crazy reason you're laying in the bed with a laptop, um, you know, or some of you maybe even streaming, uh, you know, if you've got the Amazon app or, or, or Hulu up and you're and you got this pulled up on the KBF stuff, um, uh, you guys can go in and smash that share button down in the bottom right corner, I believe, for some of you Android uh, users, Fletch, you're an Android user. Is that on the bottom or the right side for you Android guys? The share button. It's on the left. So so right or left, smash that share button. 
and let your friends know that you're watching with us. Without further ado, I'm not going to waste this man's time because his time is uh, way more valuable than mine. Mr. Luther Cypress, I'm going to get him to come on down here and uh, and sit with us and talk a little bit about uh, about Yak Attack. We've got, we got a lot to do on this back here. Before we get in, Luther, I'm going to show the audience right here, guys. Here you go. Here's your, here's your, here's your claim to fame, guys. There's our audience right there. I'm telling you guys, we have made it. Luther, welcome, brother. We have made it. You're on the way in, bro. How are you, brother? Good, good. Make sure we get you in frame here. Somewhere right there. I think people rather see Scott Beach. Absolutely not. What's up, buddy? What's up, my man? It's good to see you. I'm going to switch this to my other ear so that way it's not awkward. We're not going to share headphones. No, we're not. You're right. We're not sharing headphones. This this is just so I can hear the feedback so I know we're getting audio. Yeah, no, you're right. I I don't think there's anything that you need to, that that you need. I'll let me produce. I'll let you be Luther. That's it. So I tell you what, man, let me start off with a little bit of butt kissing because let's just be honest, right? I'm going to do a little brown nose in here while I got the boss. I've been coming to the factory pretty much since I, I think two or three months once you opened up and it's today's today's my first time in in about four or five months and dude, to walk in the door and to see things firing the way that they are, because I've seen some of the behind the scenes where so you got, there's been some struggle at times. The growing pains. pains. But I also remember coming in and none of that, which you guys can't see, even existed. Like it was just, it was just concrete floor when you came in here. And to see, and and guys, we're not giving you a factory tour, but to see what's behind us and what's going on and to watch these employees that are staying late because they're excited about what's going on and what's happening in and around Bonafide. I mean, you've got to feel some kind of way, bro, right? Yeah, man. I mean, that... The team, you know, winning together, doing this together, it, it, that's what it's been about from the beginning. Um, it's not easy starting a business. And as a lot of people in the industry told me, if you thought it was tough starting Yak Attack, go start a kayak company. You know, and, and there were people who said, there were people who know really well what it's like to start a kayak company who said, you're crazy. Yeah. Um, and you know what? They they were a little bit right. Uh, there was, it, it was, it's definitely been a, a tough road but you know you just stick with it you know we've got a team that's you know we got we got a team some of which have been here from the very beginning absolutely you know we've all stuck together we've overcome a lot of obstacles a lot of growth you know growth is a good thing in a business but it presents a lot of challenges especially when it happens really quickly um and i'm really proud of where we are today we've got i'd say we've got a better operation here now than i think you would expect a year and a half in and what 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 we will do in the off season to take this business to the next level couldn't be more excited about it now we said we all say off season because the fishing industry is that there's peaks and valleys of yeah. what we do here but i mean we're 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 i mean i guess you guys will call it right in the middle of kind of peak season right now and that kind of summertime spring thing um and we're going to talk about icast because that's that's coming up we're going to get there but i mean from from where you guys debuted and i remember sitting at, at, uh, as a fan sitting at the computer waiting for ICAST to come up live because y'all were putting the SS-127 in the water and it was going to be the debut. Like I had heard Chad and you guys talk about it. Yeah. I was in another brand back then because that's what was available. And and so to see what you guys have come now, now with the 123 being your fourth boat in two, little less than two years. Yeah. Was that a goal? I mean, did you know that when you laid out and said, hey, we're going to start with that napkin? Right? Did you say, okay, we're going to do this four times in well, the next 24 months? We knew we wanted to start with what we thought would be the platform that would establish the brand, basically, with the SS series. 
but yeah, we knew that we would, you know, we want to, we want to fill out the category. You know, we want everybody who fishes from a kayak to be able to choose a bonafide kayak if they want to. Um, I think that the EX-123 for a lot of people came out of left field because they're like, you know, this is sit inside kayak. You don't see a lot of people fishing out of sitting inside kayaks, but I've been in some, some, you know, sit inside in hybrid boats and I knew what some of the advantages are. And I knew that with our team, I felt like we could execute and with our hull, I felt like we could execute something that would really appeal to the angler as well. So even for us, that one was not something we would have envisioned in the beginning, but seeing how the platform developed and knowing some of the advantages of that platform, you know, really lightweight, open cockpit, you can put it on your shoulder, you know, that kind of stuff. I can't say that model on the radar in the very beginning, but to fill out the category definitely was. So now I want to, you, you, you progressioned right into the 123 so well. And actually it's funny because I saw the little twinkle when you, because that 123 has resonated. I, I, I know it's resonated with you. And uh, I'm, I'm here. I picked one up for myself today. And uh, so I haven't had an opportunity to be in it, but, but watching Doug King and some of these guys that have been, that have, that have fallen in love with this boat. And I've heard, I've seen you talk about it. We've talked privately via text and, you know, and FaceTime a couple of times about it. Um, but for me, excited about it, I, I, I want to talk about that 123 because I we talked about it being the perfect second boat because yeah. it, we're already preaching to the choir. This is the KBF community. I mean, that's what we're streaming to tonight. So the, everybody in the community already knows what Bonafide and Yak Attack are. But we talk about having that buddy boat. And for a lot of us, it was that first boat that you kept that you didn't sell for 300 bucks. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah. it, you know, you keep as a buddy boat or, you know, or maybe you're buying one because... Sometimes your wife goes or sometimes your buddy goes or your brother comes into town. If you're going to do that, we've t- we have found that not only is it a phenomenal boat on its own, but that buddy boat that actually benefits you. Tell us about yeah, that. It's, it's the second error in your quiver, right? So you, like you said, you have a boat for a family member or friend or whatever. It's a boat that even someone who just likes to paddle, you know, if you're, you're you know, your significant other or kids or whatever, just want to go out and paddle. Or if you just want to go out and paddle, it's a great boat for that. But it is another error in your quiver as well. And I think that's what differentiates that from the $300 boat that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, because you can actually you can actually get some utility out of it as a bass fisherman or even an inshore fisherman. I'm not sure it's something I would punch through breakers, you know, because it's not <laughs> right. self-bailing. Yeah. But, you know, somebody said, well, what happens if you flip it over? And my answer was, when's the last time you saw anybody flip a bona fide? I mean, oh, that's it. <laughs> shots, shots fired from the man himself. Can I drop the mic? I mean, boom, <laughs> dropped it. Everybody, I'm telling you that, that you're absolutely right. Was last time it's, it's I told not, somebody this not, past Sunday, I was demoing on the river, and and I, and 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 uh, 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 not older, but older lady, you know, mi- you know, middle aged, and uh, you know, school teacher, and she was worried about getting on the water first time. And I told her, I was like, you can fall out of this boat, but you're not flipping this it's boat. Really difficult. It's really that. difficult to flip. Yeah. So, but. Having that and then the ability to, so first off, you've got a cockpit. If you think about how a sit-on-top kayak is, it's 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 two-plot. You've got the deck and you've got the hull. Well, you take and cut a bunch of that deck out, and you've lost a lot of weight out of a similar-sized boat. And then having an the open cockpit allows you to get it up on your shoulder. Until you experience that, and I knew that. I mean, I had, I've done this before, but the first time I picked a production boat up to move it around in the factory, it just hit me. I'm like, this is this is going to be the ultimate grab and go fishing kayak. Well, Gene and I were talking about it. You know, to be able to when you get off work and you do and you know you got a couple hours. You're like right now, it's not getting dark till later. You get off at five five thirty. You got two or three hours and you don't want to load everything. I'm not gonna lie. 
my bona fide fully rigged out my torpedo my graph my everything it takes me 20 minutes at the ramp minimum to set up yeah. with this boat i can literally grab two rods have my pfc pfd inside the hole with my paddle and throw it over your shoulder and gone yeah and so i i'm stoked about it i can't wait about it let's switch gears luther let's talk a little bit about yak attack yeah. now uh if for some crazy reason you guys are not familiar this is this is the founder the owner of yak attack as well and you guys are doing a lot more innovation and digging into some things i mean can you tell us a little bit about what you guys are working on and have coming yeah so you're gonna see some you're gonna see some new stuff at icast for sure um some of them are things that i think people are probably expecting a little bit you know products that we may have had in the past that with some um some changes in the way that we do our business and the, and the lines that we distribute um a couple of categories that went away you're gonna see some of that stuff come back but man we're we're having more fun at Yak Attack now than, you know, actually I can't say too much about all of it because, <laughs> because a lot of it is, is uh, yeah, it's really, there's a couple of disruptive products that, that we're going to see, probably not at ICAST, but probably shortly after that. That um, Like Paddle Sports? Is that what you're dropping? In I'm hoping. Okay. I'm hoping, you know, there, there's a, you know, we, we devote a good amount of time to R&D. And one of the products in particular is requiring a significant amount of R&D to get it right. Um, we don't want to show it to even a prototype until it's pretty close to its final form. Um, but no, we've got an amazing team over there. I mean, what we're doing over there now in terms of product design, tooling, you know, all that stuff, it's just incredible. And then, you know, a lot of people have, have seen us post about it and stuff. But, you know, going from basically 20,000 square feet insects yeah it, 20, it was there it was real it, it was, was real. real you guys didn't see it that camera's not that good but it was there yeah it's always there scott yeah right <laughs> no but I, going from twenty thousand square feet spread over basically a square mile in three different buildings to a continuous freshly remodeled sixty-eight thousand square foot facility i got a picture of it earlier today from our production manager i mean i can't even describe what that means for yak attack in terms of efficiency in terms of space the equipment that we can you know we've got stuff that we want to do right now that we just can't fit the equipment to do and you know it, it, it always makes me smile when people ask about our warehouse i'm like yeah we have a warehouse it's in our factory you know we, we are a manufacturer you know in both cases manufacturing yeah. companies we're not just warehouses so for us space is about space to make things space to put the equipment and man having being able to spread out as a real company you know, really set up some good manufacturing lines for the first time since we've been in business. I can't tell you how exciting that is. Now, you famously, while we're still talking about Yakutak, you famously talked about it in some, in some prior interviews, and I think we may even have touched it on one of our prior interviews, that when you first moved out of the garage into the into the space for Yakutak, you didn't think you were going to need all the space that you rented there. And it was 3,000 square feet. I mean... And you were like, that's too much. <laughs> yeah, I asked the guy... Um, I was like, well, can, can we rent half of it? And then later on. But that never even was even something that was even remotely in existence. You instantly came in and yeah. God provided, so to speak. Yeah, well, absolutely. There's no question about that. And it was funny. The, the other thing that, you know, I've told a few people is my concern was we set up a daily UPS pickup. And I remember thinking, what do they do the days we're not here? Like, I guess they'll just knock on the door. Do we have to let them know? Or There were no days after that that we weren't there. <laughs> By the time we had the building set up, the season was rolling again, and so has there legitimately been a day that you haven't since that day? Has that you haven't been 
in some area of work because you're famously known for your work ethic and your drive and that and that your your work is fun like that's like what it's you do for hobby. fun is your hobby yeah, yeah. exactly it's so. a stressful hobby sometimes <laughs> especially these days but yeah it is for sure yeah i mean there's 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 some days yeah in the last 10 years you know, there's <laughs> I, a can, I can count a couple <laughs> yeah okay well i'll tell you what man what you're doing is working and and it, it's phenomenal and from the outside like i said i you know i'm i'm pretty well you know, inside what's going on, but I'm also not enough to where I see it day to day. So when you come in and you see, you know, how a couple of months have passed by since you've been here and to see the factory, to see the smiles on the employees from the guys, you know, that are, that are, that are working molds, you know, to, you know, to the beautiful young lady down here, you know, you know running in foot pegs and laying, you know, and, and laying out the dashboard, you know, to, uh, you know, to the new customer service rep who's just crushing it. Everybody that we've talked to in the community is loving the customer service that, you know, that they're getting out of here. And, you know, and that's something that, you know, in both companies you strive for, you know, yeah. I, I've heard you mention, and I, I, hopefully I won't kind of drop the ball, but I've heard you talk about, you know, being the Chick-fil-A and kind of setting those standards for yourself. Everybody knows what that means, but you, you setting those standards for yourself. You, you can't forget who you work for. Yeah. You know, we, we're here at the pleasure of the kayak fishing community. And when we stop serving, we don't serve beer anymore. That's phenomenal. Guys, I'm telling you all, that, that's something – Take that to the bank. Write that down. If you guys have got questions or comments, um, y'all hopping down the blow. I, I just see I, I see the beautiful Miss Christine. It's got camera up and rolling. She's got earbuds in. Those beautiful long uh, long blonde locks are rolling. She's ready to talk fishing and talk Chickamauga. Um, I, uh, Luther, come in, switch back into ICAST real quick. Uh, what I mean, can you give us any insight at the, as the ICAST for Bonafide? We're going to have some fun. Oh. We're gonna have some fun, you know. Hey, look, for us guys, I'm I'm working for you. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, for us, I cast this year. I, you know, I don't think you're gonna see any, you know, major unveils, but you're gonna see some really cool, fun stuff, and uh, it's gonna be a good show. I can't wait. That's only a couple weeks away, guys. If you're not familiar with iCast, it's in Orlando. Uh, Luther will have both of it, uh, two of his companies. They're not both. Cause I know you, you do. You work in some other areas of the world too. Um, but dude, uh, a thank you for letting us set up here and, and coming to spend the day. We did some work and we we're at, we knew that we were just kind of kind of bumping close. Thanks for letting us come into the factory and set up and do this broadcast. Uh, thanks for what Bonafide and Yakutak both are constantly giving back to the KBF community and what we're doing. I know that you know from the TV show to the giveaways to you know to, to the Yakutak Trail Series that Christine Fisher just won down on Chickamauga, who we're fixing to interview next. Dude, your 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 companies, your industries, your employees, and everybody that you're infecting is is constantly providing and giving back to the community, and that's why the community rallies the way that we do, man. So we I appreciate, appreciate that, man. Appreciate so, that a lot. It's I appreciate it. So, well, thanks very much for coming, buddy. Take I'll care, let you roll out here. I know you got things to do. I appreciate right. it, Luther. Thanks, for thanks. Take care. All right, guys, we're gonna bring on Miss Christine and see if we can uh, talk a little bit of fishing. We got some of the business. That's the businessman himself, the boss man right there. Um, I'm gonna be careful with camera because. I've got cracks and crevices that they told me that uh, that we can show and what we can't. So you know, and we're 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 working at a, at, a, at, a, at a live studio here or at a live uh, live facility here. So, but without further ado, guys, let me get my camera rolling right here and let me bring on this beautiful young lady right here, who is uh is not only as gorgeous as she is, but what a complete and utter powerhouse. And we're going to talk about that. Miss Christine Fisher is in the house. What's going on, baby girl? How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you doing, Scott? I'm Hi, everybody. Doing 
doing excellent. So, um, I mean, let's let's start easy, right? How are you feeling? How are you doing? Have you come down yet off of uh, off of off of the KBF slaughter that you just happened <laughs> to have put on at uh, at, at Chickamauga? I have. Um, it was, like I said, that was pretty awesome. That was my very first KBF win. Um, that was so cool. Like I, I got second last year and third and fourth and sixth. And um, it was cool. But now, I mean, I got another tournament next weekend and the weekend after that and the weekend after that. So it's kind of like you got to move on to the next one. So I'm trying to just regroup and hopefully I can keep the momentum going. It'd be kind of nice to have a good rest of the season. We'll see. Well, I tell you what, you talk about a good rest of the season. Let's talk about what you've done and where you're at right now, because I mean, you're crushing the entire community. This was your first KBF victory. It's coming on the heels of your Hobie victory. Um, you know, you've placed well and done well. And, you know, famously, you're very, very transparent in your highs and your lows and what you're dealing with on the water, off the water. You know, we just had a great interview with you and your main squeeze there, the Wonder Boy AJ, uh, last week on the Westbrook show. And so to, to, to see you turn right around and you even told yourself in the little video that you put up that you wanted to go hit a hundred inches. And I, I mean, you beat, you beat second place. I'm going to pull up the stats here and add this into the broadcast, but I mean, you beat second place by like six inches. Yeah. I didn't quite get a hundred though. <laughs> guys, I, I tell you what, I, I, guys, I feel bad for AJ. Like, how do you keep this woman happy? Right. AJ, y'all, y'all make sure that y'all give AJ a hug next time you see him. <laughs> but no, let's let's go in. I I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, about Chickamauga and how it's set up. I know that you and AJ were down there. I believe that y'all stayed at Chester Frost all week. Let me back mm-hmm. up. Where are you at now? Because you look like you're 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 are you somewhere with the camper? Where are you at? Yeah, um, I'm I'm about an hour and a half north of Chickamauga right now. Um, okay, get, making our way up to uh, getting closer to St. Clair. So oh, we're here for, for the next day or two, two days. And I, I did some muskie fishing today and might do it tomorrow. We'll see if the rivers are blown out or not with the rain. But so we're here for a day and then we head north. So, yeah, right, I'm cool. just out enjoying the weather. Outstanding. Excellent. Well, guys, if you guys are just tuning in, welcome to The Way. And I'm your host, Scott Butcher. Uh, we're on with Miss Christine Fisher, who just won the, uh, the Southeastern Yak Attack KBF Trail Series event down at Chickamauga this weekend. And she done it in amazing fashion. Um, if for some crazy reason you don't know who she is, you need to go follow her. Um, and she's got an amazing tournament recap with a really killer GoPro video that she put together and, uh, and did some great stuff there. But, but so let's talk a little bit about your week. You guys stayed at Chester Frost, which is, which is uh, one of the, what I think one of the main two places on, on, on the body of water on Chickamauga that, that, that people go to and relevate to and, and kind of understand, right? So tell us a little bit about your pre-fishing leading up to tournament day. Um, well, we, I, we had two full days on the water, which is kind of nice. Um, and we drove, AJ and I drove separate so we could kind of do our own thing. We fish very differently. So, um, I knew, I didn't think they were going to be pulling from what I'd heard on Saturday. So I kind of eliminated a lot of the, the deep, the offshore stuff, the ledges. I didn't spend hardly any time out doing that at all. Um, I ended up finding fish shallow. Um, my very first day, but I knew if I could find some good grass and some clear water, like some hydrilla and milfoil and, and whatnot, um, there'd probably be fish nearby. And I just kind of stuck with that. And it seemed like wherever I could find areas like that, I could kind of replicate that pattern. And I, I had two really good practice days in about eight different areas. 
uh, which made it kind of difficult going into Saturday because I honestly, I I don't think I think I chose where I was going to fish late Friday night when I finally made up my mind where I was going to go. So, so you were second guessing yourself, much like when we saw we saw AJ Friday. I fished with some of the best ticks with the photo that we posted earlier. Uh, you know, Matt Ball, Corey Dreyer, Brian Aliff, and, and Jody Queen. I fished Friday with them, and then we're sitting at the Dayton boat ramp, uh, boat dock uh, at the restaurant there, and AJ pulls up, and uh, and the, the champ Mike Elsie's sitting there next to us, and we're all eating and kind of chatting. And, you know, I'm sitting here with all these sticks, and nobody knows where they're fishing, and I'm like, one of you guys is lying, or, 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 or maybe I'm just really lost because I didn't know where I was going and what I was doing, or I thought I did. Um, and then, you know, so you're, that, that's something that you're constantly battling. I mean, are you constantly second guessing yourself even at your level? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, I think as anglers, we all kind of do that, you know, especially when you find, you find good fish in two different areas. I mean, my biggest fish that I caught in practice didn't, I didn't, I didn't go back there and fish it on the tournament day. And that was tough because that area I knew would get absolutely zero pressure from bass boats, from kayaks, nobody. But it was so, it was so much smaller. And if they, if it, that bite wasn't there, I didn't have any backups. And where I ended up launching, I had about seven or eight spots within that, that big area by the ramp. So I decided to just do that and not go to the spot where I caught my biggest fish. And I think I put up like 95 inches quick practicing there. I didn't, I didn't go there. So that was really tough. But I think you have to look at the bigger picture and kind of evaluate, you know, with with conditions changing and the weather changing, if things don't necessarily work out, do I have other bites here? You know, and I wouldn't have another spot. So. Okay. So answer me this. So guys, y'all take a minute. Cause I'm going to ask a personal question here for me because I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get on Christine's level here. So when you're going through and you're setting yourself up for practice and you're trying to, and, and you're trying to find your spots, I mean, are you, are you systematically like pen and paper like doing this or are you looking at your map or looking at your navionics and going, I was here and I was there. Are you just, you're that dialed in that I'm like I said, I'm asking for myself. Sorry if you guys, if this sounds like a dumb question, I'm trying to learn. And so and if I'm trying to learn, no, somebody else too, I promise you. So, I, I mean, what, what is the approach there? I, I mean, what, what are you doing to, to, is it all in your head that what you're laying out and what you're keeping? Do you keep a log book? Like, what do you, give me some tips. I'm trying to learn, honey. Yeah, but it's a wild mess up there, um, especially when I'm comes to fishing a tournament. It's it's all in my head. I, I'm I'm constantly looking at my phone and my Navionics at Google Earth. Um, but the best thing is like obviously getting on the water. But once you have those areas in mind, you kind of just go back and you remember kind of what you saw. You know what if there was bait nearby, what the water clarity was like, what the temperature was like. Um, you just try to keep that as organized and structured as you possibly can um but even when i have good areas like i'm still looking for another area you know like i'm still looking at, at maps and kind of scrolling and seeing if i should should i go and just get out on the water here and look at this or when you're driving to an area and you drive over a bridge and you look in this back bay you're like man there's bait flicking back there that looks really good it's just it, the mental game i've said this a thousand times is so important when it comes to this to this deal and i'm we're all, we all can improve on that every single time. And that's what it's all about. Oh, that, that, that's, that's incredible. So, all right. So let's, let's talk tournament day, Saturday morning, you get up, um, you know, you make your way, like I said, you decided your spot late Friday night, you get up and, and, and I think you were kind of feeling it right. I mean, you, you had some confidence, you have all the reasons in the world to be confident. 
So you get to your spot. And, I mean, tell us, start us out early. I, I'm assuming you read Matt Ball's prayer and, and, and kind of got yeah, ready for the day like most do. of us do. Yeah, I always do. Yeah. I'm the same way. I, even if I'm not ter- ter- on the tournament day, I'm waking up and looking for Matt Ball's prayer that morning. Or Ron's. They both do usually do a phenomenal they job. They do awesome. So, so, yeah, we are, so we are you, very lucky to have them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely blessed to have those guys. So, we, I mean, uh, will you share with us where you launched from? Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I launched up north, um, quite a ways up north, north of Dayton. Um, and I launched with like 10 other people. Like I see Cody and, or not Cody, Corey Dreyer and uh, Jody and oh, Brian and all those guys. And that ball actually got to launch with him. And, uh, oh, man. That's yeah, so there was, there was quite the crew there. And so, but I, I was excited. I, I like having a good group of people in the area. It's kind of nice. The last few tournaments I've launched by myself. Um, so it was nice to have people. I'm doing something around. wrong. Uh, I showed up at a boat ramp and had Barry Davis there. You showed up and had Corey Dreyer and all these other huge guys. I had Barry to look at. Hey, but Barry, Barry's a good dude. I like Barry. Barry's a great guy. I got him in the background. That's why I'm hollering at him. So, so you, that. so you launch, I mean, how long does it take you to get your spot? Tell us about that first hook set. Okay. So I, uh, I got to my spot. I, I, uh, I hadn't had, I know a lot of people had a really good topwater bite. I didn't, um, I, I didn't throw it much, but my fish were uh, using my down scan. I was getting, graphing really good fish in like eight to 10 foot of grass, like deep grass along a channel swing. Um, I did, since, you know, I, kayaks kind of passed by and everyone kind of went their own way. I threw topwater for about four or five casts, got tired of it, picked up a chatterbait, started throwing that didn't get anything. And I got, I said, you know what, I, this is not my bite. This is what I've been throwing. Um, usually that's a way I can get fish quick, but I decided to go with a, a slightly more, um, slower presentation that I'd been doing in practice. So I went right out to that eight, 10 foot of water and started fishing at that, that heavy Texas Ridge creature bait. All right. Um, slow down. I, All right. Hang on. Okay, look, now, you, look, you're, 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 you're a firecracker. Slow down. There's some of us that aren't that good. And I'm one of those. I'm going to speak up for those guys that are scared to speak up and look dumb because I already look dumb. I ain't scared, right? So give us that. So you throw four or five casts, you say top water, and you're not feeling that. So you go to the chatterbait. So you go to the chatterbait. Like, like what's your, I mean, I mean, is it something natural? Is it a Is it a sixth sense that you're using? Or do you do it? Do you keep a cast count? I mean, what are you doing? What's telling you to change? Well, with the, with, with the buzz bait, like I said, I hadn't had much success with it. Um, and usually I do, like I, I can work a buzz bait really well, but I just, I hadn't done well in practice with it. And after four or five casts, I just said, I, I've been out at, you know, 5 a.m. the last two mornings. And I've caught them a different way. So I picked up the chatterbait and I just didn't like the way it was coming through the grass. I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. Um, sometimes I do. I, I usually power fishing is my, my game, but I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't coming through the grass right. So like I said, I probably made five or six casts with that. Wasn't feeling that. And then I picked up the, the one rod that I ended up throwing all day and the one bait. And it, uh, I think it was 20 minutes. There was like one specific cast I was making. Um, and once I, it was like a certain, there was real thick grass. I kind of punch it and let it fall all the way down through there, rip it out. Then I could feel the sparse hydrilla. And it's like right when I would kind of swim it through that, that's when I was getting bit. And it was like one specific area. Um, and like I said, I got, I got a 16 real quick. I got a 16 and a quarter. Um, I got a 16 and a half. I got a 17, got my 18 three quarter. And that was in the first, I think 45 minutes to an hour. Um, I got, I got that. I missed a few bites in there too. And I knew like I had caught my two biggest fish in that area on that spot. 
on Wednesday. Um, so I knew that there, there would be bigger fish moving through there, and they did. Um, my, my big bites came in the next hour from that, but it was, it was the exact same cast, same bait, and I, I mean, I did that all day. Uh, okay, so so go, in, go so you start doing the Texas creature betas. I mean, is that where everything come from? Did you get a, did you get a change when the sun come up? No, I didn't because only because I, I was watching what everyone else was doing in the area as far as like the bass boats were going, and they were all throwing chatter baits and uh, um, you know big worms and stuff like that. And I didn't really see anybody catching anything. And I just I was still even though the bite really slowed down, I was still getting periodic bites here and there throughout the, the remain, you know, the, the, the rest of the hours of the day, I was still getting those bites. So I just, I kept fishing it. Um, I kept fishing it. And then it, I ended up leaving that area the last hour, um, to go to another spot to try to hit the hundred inches. And this spot was kind of under a little, uh, a culvert. So I had to kind of get down, put my rods down, go under a culvert and wind back in the super clear water with good hydrilla. And, uh, no, I don't think anyone has been back there all day. You can't get a bass boat back there. And those fish were there. Um, I missed five or six really good fish, and three or four of them would have easily cold for me. Um, but I just couldn't I couldn't stick them that last hour. I was fishing quick. But right, it did so, turn back on. Well, I tell you what, you, you, I, I know that you're bummed about your three-quarters of an inch uh, off from your, from your goal of 100. But, I mean, you actually went out and, and, and put a smack down. So... Before we change gears a little bit, guys, uh, if you're just tuning in, this is the way, and I'm your host, Kai Butcher. We're talking with the one and only Christine Fisher. If you guys got thoughts or comments down below, uh, post them and let us know. And, and you know, maybe if we can squeeze them in and they're on air, I'll be happy to read them out and uh, and let Christine answer them. Um, uh, so, Christine, I, I want to shift gears and kind of talk a little bit about a little bit about the industry and a little bit about something that that I know that you're not a big fan of talking about. And for some of the guys, you know, that 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 you know that that may or may not want to rally behind this, that's perfectly fine. This isn't for you. Uh, my hope is that at some point, some young lady or some young, some, you know, whatever is going to, is, is going to maybe be watching this. And, and at the end of the day, I know that you're not a fan of, of the being called, you know, a female angler and this and that, whatever. And, and then there shouldn't be those differences because the bass doesn't know what gender you are when you're snatching that top lip. Right. So, but at the end of the day, what you're doing is not, there's not a ton of females doing it. And, and there's even fewer doing it at your level. We've got some great sticks up and coming. There's some, there's some wonderful ladies in the sport. Um, but there, but there's, you know, there's, there's several young ladies that we're starting to see online and through YouTube and some social channels. And then I'm assuming that there's, a, a, you know, a, for every one of them, there's 20 or 30 more that aren't coming forward yet or that, or that are just finding it. So I want you for a minute to talk to that little girl or that little boy that, that, that is trying to get into the sport and trying to, you know, look at you the way that they are, because I think that you're finally starting to accept. We talked about this last week. You're finally starting to accept that that what you're doing is on a bigger stage, and and like it or not, Christine, you you've got a following, and 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 I know that you 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 value yourself and you carry yourself that way. But I want you to talk to a minute to to to, to those young people, uh, you know, both male and female. That that that. What's your advice there? You get what I'm saying, at right? I, I, I think, I think I follow you. Um, yeah, I, uh, the, the female angler thing, I'll just real quick touch on that. Um, I'm getting better with, with, uh, embracing that, 
much better. And just only because I under, it, it plays to exactly what you just said. It's bigger than just me. And it, it does, when I see these young women reaching out to me and, you know, that are inspired and want to get into this because they see that I'm succeeding, that's, that's cool enough as it is right there. Um, and so what I would say, I, I know that a lot of the younger people and even a lot of women that are, you know, may not be young, maybe older women are, are so intimidated and they're so, I think everyone is scared to fail when it comes to the sport or comes to competing on a, on the national level. It's everyone's scared to fail. We all have egos. We have pride. Um, I know for one, I, it's, it was so hard for me to swallow when I would do awful in a tournament, you know? And I think that that discourages so many people when at the end of the day, what I've learned and what I'm still continuing to learn is that it's not about necessarily your, your tournament victory. It's about your victory and conquering your mental attitude and your appreciation for the sport. And it's your, the realization that you're out there doing exactly what you're meant to be doing, what you love and being part of a community that is so incredible it's unparalleled um and you can't you can't let your fears bind you in that regard at all because you're you miss out on so much you know there's been times where i've had like my my season started off terrible i had three of the worst tournaments i've had at the beginning of this year and it was i almost wanted to not enter a tournament again you know and i, I had to kick myself and i was like that's so silly like we all are, we all are there some of the best anglers in the country will go through months where they don't see a, a check or they don't see, you know, a limit even for that regard. It happens to everybody, but it's, I think that happens for a reason to teach us one humility. That's really important. You know, with the second we think we can stop, we stop learning is the second we don't grow as anglers. So I think that having that, that, that humility and that ego check and just remembering that it's all about the ebbs and the flows and the ups and the downs that help build our character and help, shape us so that we can inspire these young people to get into it no matter if they fail or if they succeed or what have you all right well i'll tell you what let's jump back into tourney real quick let's get let's get into they they shut down tourney x and the and and and, and the nrs leaderboard i'm uh, right around noonish i mm -hmm. i hadn't caught a lemon so i was already over it i was done i was already aggravated with myself but then again i'm not a tournament anchor let's just be honest so i'm i'm now just kind of torquitoing around and enjoying my time in a power boat right and so they, they shut the leaderboard down. I mean, when you come off, I mean, are you, uh, I mean, when they shut it down, you were leading, you were leading the majority of the day. So, I mean, at, at that point, I mean, are you, uh, I mean, are you confident that it's yours, that it's on lock? Oh, no. It's Chickamauga, you know, in, in June. And I had Cody Milton and I, Russ Snyders was down there and Henry and all these incredible anglers. And I was like, for sure, somebody is going to break 100, you know? So, no, I didn't, there was no, I, I did not think for one second that I had it at all. All right, you so know? we get um, we get to weigh in, and 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 Steve Owens is 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 an excellent tournament director in KBF. He does a great job at what he's doing, and he was running, uh, 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 I believe it's the TVKA. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong in the description box down there below. Uh, but he did, you know, they did their they did their their smaller tournament inside the tournament, so to speak, um, and had a phenomenal yeah. showing. Was forty something anglers, I think, first place took almost a grand out of that smaller tournament. Inside I this know. Uh, uh, yeah, you should have entered that, right? <laughs> I had 64 inches in my best three. Man, man so high. you would have won that too? Is that, the, is that the math? Is that the numbers on that? Man. Yeah, by quite a bit. That's only another, that's only another grand. 
It would have cost you. It would have cost you forty bucks or another grand. Hey, hey, like those times you don't do it. <laughs> AJ's like, honey, you know, I we could, you know, we we could stay, we could stay in a nicer hotel and not sleep in a hammock because we talked about that last <laughs> week. Where AJ, AJ likes the finer things, so so. So, okay, so so you get off the water. We go to weigh-in. Talk to us about that process. They lined all 10 of you guys up. Uh, they did the pro tour thing, which Co uh, Cody took first place on the pro tour side. Mm -hmm. um, so they lined you guys up for the bigger event, and uh, and they, it comes down to you and Cody. I mean, what's going through your head? Cody's a stick. Like, oh, Cody's always I, winning. No kidding. He wins everything. He's all. I, there's not a stage that I haven't seen that kid on in, in a really long time, and that is so cool. Like, I am just an absolute all of that man. So any time that I get to share the stage with him is such a privilege. And I, all right. that, <laughs> he's just incredible. I love the humility. That's great. Humble. But some part of you is like, I'm fixing a, I'm fixing a, I'm going to, I'm going to dominate the skinny leg kid. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so what's going through your head when, when, when you get up there and you, and you're standing neck and neck with, 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 with him and, and Steve-O in between you guys. Well, Cody and I had talked, so I knew that I had Cody beat. Um, so by that time, I knew that I knew oh, that I'd won, and I was just kind of like, Cody and I are talking prior to being called up there, you know, because we had yeah. a little time. And uh, he, I just tell him, I was like, Cody, like I've never, I've never been able to actually win a KBF. That would be so cool. Like I was really bummed about not getting hundred inches. Like I really, really wanted to get a hundred. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I was not, I, I was not super happy about not getting hundred. But I said, if I could get my first KBF win, I think that would probably make up for my lack of 100 inches. And so we kind of talked about that. And then with the two of us up there, I knew that I got it. And that was that was pretty cool. Well, I tell you what, girl, I, I was unbelievably excited for you, proud for you. you. You put in the work. You put in the time. You're, you're such a great ambassador of the sport. And uh, I'm a fan, point blank. I have been and I'm going to continue to be. Tell us about your next couple of events and where you're going and what you're doing. Um, there's a Canadian opener on St. Clair. I think it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I know Rich Offner has something to do with that. I don't know if it's a cat's event. Um, it might be a cat's, I, I might fish that that's this Saturday. Um, okay. I know Sadiqi's going to be up there, so I'll probably donate my money to him. But the week <laughs> after that is, yeah. So Sadiqi has his, his record on St. Clair consists of three first places and like a second, I think. So it's, yeah, it's, that's he, real. He's, he's an animal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the Hobie Bass Open is the next weekend, and I will be fishing that one up there. Um, and then I've got the KBF on Kentucky Lake in July. Those are my next three. Yeah, that's absolutely astonishing. I'll uh, I'll see you at Kentucky Lake, um, awesome. uh, and well, we'll see each other at ICAST before that. You're coming down to ICAST, right? So, uh, so I'll get to see you in a couple weeks at ICAST, and uh, hug your neck. Maybe we can go to dinner, and uh, you know, you know, you know, get uh, get you and, a and AJ a celebratory drink. Um, be good to be good to see you guys down there. But uh, uh, yeah. I tell you what, be, be, before we say bye, give me, I mean, you know, take the stage, you know, any, you know, anybody you want to thank any sponsors, give a shout out to you, to the boy toy there. And uh, you know, stage is yours. I'll shut up. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I have some awesome sponsors. Uh, St. Croix rods. I, I got the best rods on the planet. I believe that um, Hobie fishing, Ram mounts, Cal coast, Dakota lithium, DZ, um, all awesome, awesome companies that back me. Um, and obviously my better half, AJ, uh, he's my biggest fan, my, my main supporter. He, he's had a, a pretty tough tournament season, but he's killing it directing and, and being a, a leader in so many ways. So I, I, I'm happy that 
he's able to support me, be happy with me, even when he's had kind of a, a tough go with the tournament season. He's a, it's, I'm thankful for that guy for sure. Well, we're all thankful for that guy, but I can't, I got to rub on, <laughs> I got to rib on him a little bit, you know, in the, in the Hollywood industry, you know, they talk about, you know, when the leading lady takes the, takes the red carpet, you know, the, the husband's back there with the purse. AJ looks really good holding your tackle box. I'm just saying. He does. He nets my fish like a boss, too. He does. He does. So, well, I tell you what, Christine, thank you so much for coming on with us tonight. Congratulations uh, again on your win. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that you're uh, getting off the water somewhere. You're going to go find something to eat. Uh, Give AJ some love for us. And uh, and we'll catch you on the next time. Uh, I'll see you at at ICAST, if not sooner, girl. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you, girl, so much. We'll see. We'll catch you with you next time. All right, guys, with that, Miss Christine is done. She is leaving the building. Um, I'm going to call it a wrap game for us here. Uh, welcome to, uh, like I said, uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in to the weigh-in. Um, we had a phenomenal show tonight. I want to thank Luther Cyrus. If you guys just tuned in, make sure that you go and uh, and watch the beginning part of the episode where we talk to Luther and, we talk, and uh, talk a little bit about Yak Attack and Bonafide and what those companies and those brands are putting out. So, um, uh, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where this industry is just continuing to grow and do bigger and better things. Um, you know, and we always want to hear every Tuesday night on the way in. We want to talk to you guys. We want to talk to some of the biggest and best sticks. We want to talk to the industry leaders and find out kind of what's going on and how we do these different things. And, uh, you know, so that we're going to be here every Tuesday night at 830 uh, Eastern time. You guys make sure that you log in and come find us. If you got questions, comments, thoughts, problems, issues, you, you know, whatever, bring them. We're welcome to have them. Drop them in the comment section below. As always, I'm Scott Butcher. Tackle your dreams. And we'll catch you guys at the next KBF event. See ya.